Hey, this is Robbie Shaw. This is Patrick Bosley. And I'm Sam Hampson. And this is Champagne Problems, where we come together to explore the gray areas of drinking. This is a judgment-free zone where we can all take a look at how we make decisions about our relationship with alcohol. Welcome back, everybody. We are in the studio today to discuss spirituality. We're going to do it a little differently today. I've got Patrick here with me, and that is it. No guests, no other co-hosts, just me and Patrick Ewing, me and P. Diddy in the house. Uh, we're going to attempt to dive into spirituality. There's a lot of different components to this thing. Obviously, we have ways of thinking about it. We have ways we've we've been influenced by it. We see it and have studied it in different ways. And I think our listeners are going to get a little bit of an education. We'll start more at a higher level and and do more defining and, and kind of exploring what it is, you know, how it came about in the human experience. And, and then we'll dive a little more into maybe personal practices and, and how uh, we utilize it. The definition essentially is is more surrounding an individual experience. So anytime we talk about it or share about it, it's going to come from a subjective place. Um, so everybody keep that in mind. And I'd like to start with, you know, I was thinking about something this morning. I don't think about this ever other than the fact that I was coming in to talk about spirituality, but I was having a conversation with somebody probably, I mean, it could have been 10 years ago. I, I don't really remember. It was a while back, but they were asking how I was doing, and uh, I'm fairly close with this person. And I said, you know, I'm just trying to to get a sound body, mind, and spirit. And, 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 and that was my. Where did answer you read that? To, to, to how I'm doing, and uh, and the guy and the guy looks at me and goes, "What the fuck does that mean?" And I just right then and there, I was like. You know, not everybody is on that path. Not not everybody is a seeker. You know, not everybody is not not necessarily looking to be better, but just looking to understand things on a deeper level. A lot of people go through the motions of life and are perfectly fine with that. A lot of people are entrenched in organized religion. They don't need to seek. They get it. They've they've got their faith. They they are grounded in that in, in their specific area and that works for them. So welcome, Patrick. Hi. Hi. Did you pray this morning? Uh, yes. Did you meditate? Yes. Good. Good. I can tell. It depends on I can tell. what you, you have consider a radiance. Both of those I know it does. Be. I know it, it depends. All right. So let's just do it, man. Let's do it. Let's start high level. What in the world? Actually, I, I'm thinking the title of this is What in the Hell is Spirituality? I kind of like that. I mean, I I think if you try to define it, you're 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 taking the subjective element from it. I think that you can't box it in. Right. You know, you, you, it's not something that that is definable. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made. In you know, when I was when I was younger, or when I first started to explore um, my own belief systems, was that term or that thing was defined for me almost mm. yeah um and and to me that was a big barrier of my capability to you know kind of think outside of the box or really get critical um about what my you know real feelings were mm-hmm. around spirituality religion whatever you want to call it and and 
you know, you'll you'll hear people put those those things in two different categories, and I don't really know if um, if that's the right way to 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 even separate them. You know, spirituality and and religion can be talked about together in a lot of ways. And, you know, even if you were to do some research on spirituality, it is known that it is hard to define because it is a personal experience. And, and, and I think that's the gist of it is that it is an experience more than anything. I mean, it's, it's an exploration. It's, it means to you what it means to you. I'm, I'm going to actually read a definition that I found, and, and it's spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than the sensory experience. And that greater whole of which we are part is cosmic or divine in nature. It's hmm. a lot to unpack. It is. It is. Let's unpack it. I think it does come back to feelings and senses. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's an experience. So, you know, I just want to help the listeners grasp for, for people who aren't you know, digging into spirituality and a spiritual existence. What, what, what does that even mean? And I think that that definition does help in that it's about something greater than ourselves, right? In, in the beginning of my journey, is like I would read something or I would hear something. I would attach to these definitions or, or kind of these phrases around what I thought spirituality meant. And, and when we throw around the term like power greater than yourself or like I had to believe in something greater, like I feel like sometimes we do that a disservice by just kind of chalking it. it. It's just like something that we say. You know, and we don't really look into that too much. It's like, okay, well, well, yeah, I believe in a power greater than myself, but what does that look like? And sometimes if you dive down that rabbit hole, it can get a little dicey. But I think, I think that's, that's where I think this conversation really has a lot of value. And, and I, I was thinking about this last night and this morning on the way over here about how quick we are to say that we believe in something when we don't really know what it is that we believe in. Sure. Sure. Uh, and, and I think there there's a process to it, and, and that's part of it, where the, the whole phrase, a power greater than us, isn't necessarily about finding what that power is. It's just the philosophy of something bigger than my little brain. Yeah. You know, that, the, yeah. and it's all about, and you know this, but it's, you know, we get into our own heads, you know, little things send us off track. You know, I use the example of backing out of my driveway in the morning and somebody honking at me because I didn't see him coming and them yelling out of the window and then I'm fucked for the next four hours, <laughs> you know? And that's, it's like, really, you know, that one little thing is going to throw my whole day off. Well, you know, if you're able to take your blinders off and see and feel open to much more than that one little stupid, frivolous experience, then your life can feel and be different. Yeah, I mean, and I think we have moments like that all day long. All day long. All the, all the time. And this is where it's important for me to find my own kind of spiritual practice, a way that works for me that can enable me to be less reactive in situations like that. So, you know, when I am backing out of the driveway and somebody honks at me and, you know, I freak out instead of 
it lasting for four hours of my day, it lasts for four minutes or four seconds. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the idea. Yeah, and I think that's the, and I don't want to simplify it, but like we do stupid shit when we're upset. Totally. You know, we make poor decisions when we're upset. And when we get stuck in a feeling like that or resentment or, you know, even up in our head for four hours of our morning, like the ripple effect of of that state is going to have a negative impact on everybody that we come into contact with, every decision that we make. Right. It's like we talk about spreading love. Well, you can spread yeah. anger and shit yeah. just as easily, if not easier. Yeah. Huh. I, I really had to understand that, like, living a spiritual life or whatever you want to call it or, or understanding spirituality for myself um, wasn't just this thing that I needed to know that I wasn't doing it for just the sake of doing it, of, like, being a better person. There needed to be more of a concrete motive for me in order to engage in some of the stuff that I, that I like dove into when I first started my own like spiritual journey. And, you know, obviously in the beginning it, it took some type of leap of faith. It was like, that yeah. for me was created out of my addiction. And it was like, I just want to not feel like shit anymore. And I'm tired of being in pain. Um, so that's kind of what leaped me into, you know, quote unquote, seeking or or trying to find a, a solution to my problems. It's hard for people that don't have that kind of push um, to really want to dive into this stuff. And 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 that's really unfortunate because, you know, for me, the whole idea of spirituality is to live a life that is less entrenched with unnecessary suffering. And this kind of goes back to my point of if, you know, if I feel like shit, other people are going to suffer from that because mm -hmm. I'm going to make poor choices. Mm -hmm. The reason spirituality is undefinable, essentially, is that it is a personal experience. It is a feeling or, or set of feelings or an experience or an understanding that is not really very easy or almost impossible to put into words. Therefore, it falls under the category of faith. Similar to there not being a tangible thing to point at as a higher power, as a whatever you know, all the all the terms are. So it's it it is a leap of faith. Now you do get rewards, and you start to feel things, and and there are benefits of your practices, but it's just you know it's similar to religion in a way that you're you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you and don't I, even, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a faith uh, essentially. This is where humility comes in for me. Like I, I, I need to continuously be honest with myself that I have no idea what's going on. I needed to come to realize and be honest with myself that I didn't know shit. Yeah. I had a group of folks that I, you know, did a lot of spiritual stuff with in the beginning of my recovery that believed that addiction was actually a divinely inspired state of being that accelerated spiritual evolution. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. And I really always thought that that was a cool concept that, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're just going to dip you in all this pain so you come out of it ready to yeah. be wide open and really, like, bare and 
desperate almost. Yeah. Just this. And then you you rebuild. Clean slate. Right. My point is, is that you don't have to do that in order to. No. You just have to muster up enough courage to. Disclaimer. Critically think (laughs) about, you know, what you believe in, why you believe in it. Is it working? And even if it's working, is there anything better out there? You know, that could potentially put you in a position to where you can, you know, be a better human being, where you can, you know, be a better father, friend, member of the community. My answer from my own self is always yes. Yeah. There's, you know, there. I don't know the limits to human potential. No. You know, but I do know that I could be a better man than I am today. No question you, know. you could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's, it's, you know, and that's, I think those are the, the things that, you know, inspire me to continue to be open and, and look at this stuff. But I think that that's the start. You know, when you think about it, and, and, and you did touch on addiction being a part of this process, at least historically, often people are not going to make that leap or that jump or that humility kind of space. They're not going to jump into that humility space unless there's some sort of intervention. So with addiction, it's often called the rock bottom, uh, and that will get someone to, you know, take a hard look and make some major, major changes. And we sit in our careers, in our world, trying to figure out how to get someone to make those changes without hitting that level. Yeah. With, you know, have an intervention, not in a traditional sense, but intervene on a behavior prior to it becoming something that yeah. is so sufferable. Uh, so in a spirituality sense, you know, how do we get people to to me it to com- look into to, this? to me this this comes down to one thing and that's accepting personal responsibility. Okay. If I believe that the way I feel and the way that my life is the state that my life is in is the effect of what other people are doing, essentially that 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 I I'm a victim of circumstance, mm-hmm. there will be no reason for me to ever change my perspective and look inward and and attempt to change anything in my life. Because all of my attention will be on my external experience and you know how everything around me needs to be changed in order for me to be at peace. Sure. And if you hone in on, you know, like for me, I struggled because I always wanted to point my finger at my yeah. my dad or my parent yeah, yeah. or, you know, uh, it's always easy. have an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's where the struggle lies for a lot of people. And, and what I think is the biggest reason that people don't embark on this path um, is because we're too damn busy pointing fingers. Yeah. We're too, you know, well, well, if you, well, if you just do this, like, I'd be okay. Yeah. You know, and if, and, and, you know, there's. Plenty of shit to point at. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, and it's, in, and it's infinite. That's a framework of of belief. You know, and you have to get out of that and take personal responsibility for your own reality and your own situation in order to have something like spiritual practices even yes. seem like they have any value. That seems to be the line for me that needs to be crossed in order for, for any type of seeking to take place. Dude, that's it. I mean that is it right there. Yeah, it's the it's the coming to a to to a place where you realize that you're the only one in control of. Yeah, I mean it's it's of your destiny. <laughs> yeah, 
and but the cool thing about that is that is that we don't the, that we don't realize and and this kind of goes back to the idea of like you know when we don't feel good we do stupid shit but when we feel good we do good stuff and and living by spiritual principles and and living a spiritually disciplined life has positive consequences and after you do it for a while you start to realize that you know this is the best way to make a good life for yourself mm-hmm. you know this is you know if you live this healthy spiritual life you're going to eat better you're going to sleep better you're going to exercise more you're going to be night you're going to be more kind to your friends your family your kids you're going to be more compassionate you're going to be you know all those things they don't come from a quick decision oh well you know today i'm going to you know i'm not going to yell at my kids like good luck with that yeah you know that that stuff comes through spiritual practice spiritual discipline learning more about why you do what you do why you react the way that you react and then you do something about it you don't you know, continue to yell at your kids, hoping that they stop misbehaving. Right. You know, it's not effective. Yeah. And if we look at spirituality as the most functional way to develop a good life for not only ourselves, our families, ultimately our communities and society as a whole, um, if more people saw spirituality in that light, I think people would be more prone to start taking responsibility for their own practices Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying i'm trying to to relate it to wellness there's going to be people who will say who have studied exercise and Mm -hmm. and how the chemicals create certain things in your brain and that would open the door to spirituality so there's somebody that would put that as the overarching thing or nutrition and you're putting things in your body that create your brain and that would open spirituality and so there's there's different ways of thinking about it for different people i think this goes back to your original point and your original definition of spirituality and it being experiential right you know, and and exercise and all that stuff and nutri, all that is a part of your experience and will enhance your you know, well being. Yeah. But even when we think about the term well being, being, yeah. Yeah. And and how is that? You know, because you can be angry. You know, that's <laughs> not right. you, you know be you be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying, like yes. like you being attention, paying attention to the way that you're feeling or being or and like you said, like some people they open the door to spirituality through exercise. My door opened through my own addiction, you know. Right. So I feel like there can be a way, and 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 I think it's there, and I think it's in a lot of literature. It's just about finding the right, you know, story that makes it click for you. So Patrick, let's talk about why this episode is important and our intentionality behind the topic of spirituality as it relates to this podcast. Well, I think to me, it comes down to self-awareness, which I think has, you know, is one of the main components of, of what we would consider spirituality. You know, if we're taking a, if we want to take a look at why we drink, you know, this is one of the perfect lenses to do that from. Yes. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. W- why do we feel the way that we feel? Why do we think the, w- the way that we think? What are our motivations? 
why do we need to put this substance in our body to make us relax? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and this could, you know, we've touched on this a lot around self-medicating and, and when I say self-medicating, that includes the, you know, I'm tired, beat, had a long day. I just want something to take the edge off. Like, so I'm going to drink a beer. Yeah. Like it, that is self-medicating yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Not, um, pr- not necessarily problematically. We're yeah. Not, not yeah, that. exactly. It's, there's a use, use behind it. Yeah. yeah. I think that some of the, the things that, that we have access to in the spiritual world can provide that type of relaxation, that type of um, release, relief that could potentially replace our alcohol use that, you know, is obviously a higher, higher risk of potential misuse or negative consequences or side effects um, that some of these spiritual practices and disciplines may not have. Well, it's interesting because you, you you often hear that when problematic drinking progresses to a place where it is you know considered uh, a disorder or, or abuse or addiction, that often people say it's a spiritual problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's it's saying exactly what you're saying is that we're looking for the things that we would get out of spiritual practices in alcohol. Yeah. Or alcohol is giving and that, us, and what that's we would where get. I think that this this can be a preventative measure. So, how did spirituality help you <laughs> early on in your recovery process? A way to help that relate to our listeners is that it doesn't have to be recovery. Yeah, it just it relates to any change that we make. Well, it comes back to my well being. Yeah, it was like if I didn't feel better, you know, or if I didn't have the coping skills to get through hard times, I was going to go back to using. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, because using worked. It, it numbed the pain. It, it helped me to avoid responsibility or, you know, I thought it did. Mm-hmm. And if I couldn't develop a way to cope or a way to feel better, like I was, you know, I was going to go back. So <laughs> it gave me what I needed. You know, yeah. desperately, and it gave me what I thought drugs and alcohol were were giving me until the consequences outweighed the rewards. I think that that's something really interesting for our listeners to to become aware of. Is like in your own life, you may not believe that the consequences of your drinking have reached the point where they outweigh the rewards, but you know, have you explored? how spirituality could have a positive impact on your life. I don't think we know how good we could be. Drinking or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from drinking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's It goes back to the whole purpose of this podcast. Like, like let's take a look at this stuff. Let's throw it out on the table. So let's do this. Let's give our listeners some advice or some guidance on how to dip their toe into this world. There's this other thing I want to do real quick for our listeners because I was doing this recently where it's a visualization thing that helped me as I would pray. I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I was trying to dive into this and was trying to figure out how to pray. What the hell am I praying to? You know, what, you know, it was all like, you know, just practice, make, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, mm-hmm. just do it. And eventually it'll start to take shape. And uh, so I was just doing it. But I, what I would do is I would close my eyes and I would, I would imagine 
Google Earth, you know that mm -hmm. app? Mm -hmm. And I would start in Charlotte and I would back up from Charlotte and then I could see North Carolina, then I could see the United States, then I could see Earth, mm -hmm. then I could see our solar system, then I could see our galaxy, then I could see more and more and it was almost like you know something I saw out of Star Wars where everything's kind of flying by you, it was flying away from me as I was backing up, looking at where I was coming from at the speed of light going backwards. And then all of a sudden, I would slow down and I would bump into something. I would turn around and there would be this big, you know, glass encasing of some sort of light. And that's what I would pray to. That was how I visualized some sort of that's higher awesome. being or power. That was my visualization to help me do that. It was effective for a while. I don't do it anymore because it takes too long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so what do you think? But what? that's super cool. Like, I, I mean, like I said, man, like be open to some new shit. Right. Like that's, that's, that's the beginning of this. There's so much cool stuff to explore. Um, and you'll know, like if you don't vibe with something, yeah. like, you know, dive into, listen to some podcasts, listen to some, you know, read some, read some books. Um, and, and, read and some look, Masla. yeah, but no, there's so many good, you know, teachers out there spiritual teachers that you know have done all the studying for you mm -hmm. like you and and synthesize the information to where you can get it in a nice little nugget and if you're like you know if you practice a specific religion and and you know and it's not working like and when i say it's not working that means that your life is in shambles and you're suffering somehow yeah um, or you're scared to look in. Yeah, like, or you're pointing the finger everywhere. Mm -hmm. Go look in another direction. You know, start start exploring some different stuff. Well, it's like what you said uh, in episode seven with Kim. The first step is is trying to understand it a little bit. Yeah, and then being open to exploration or, yeah. or practices. Yeah, I mean, and having that open heart. You know, this is something if taken seriously, can be totally transformative and life-changing. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I, I know for a fact that I can be a way, way better man than, than I already am. And the only thing that's stopping me from becoming that man is my inability or lack of courage to push forward. Yeah, that's um, right. And really take a look at the things that I'm doing or the ways that I'm being that are, you know, stopping me from being the man that I, that, that I, you know, have the potential of being. By me not doing that, I'm doing not only myself a disservice, my family, my community, but it really, it kind of gives me, gives me a lot of hope that, like, all this untapped potential is out there for us to explore, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I love having conversations like this because this inspires me and makes me realize that, you know, I've been stuck in my box and I've been grinding and freaking, you know, not paying as much attention to this stuff as I should. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a fast paced world, yeah. a lot of information. So maybe it's, it's time to stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. So let's give our listeners bullet point three practices to start getting into spirituality number one i would start with a mindfulness book mindfulness book with, with any number one. any type of 
Um, John Kabat-Zinn. Yeah, John Kabat-Zinn's great. Pima Chodron's great. There's a really, really neat book called Waking Up by a guy named Sam Harris that's really good that, that dives into mindfulness and consciousness. It's it's not too hard of a read if you want a, a very practical, you know, pragmatic way of, of understanding how your mind works. Um, that's a good start. And then Dan Harris, 10% Happier. Yeah. I've dug into that a few times, and it's a little more guided yeah, I mean, and a little more for the, the layman. I mean, just go on Netflix. There's the right. Headspace documentary. Google. So number two. So that number one is, is, is research a little bit. Yeah. Number two, start mindfulness practices. Start to try to get in touch with that. Yeah, well, here, here, here's the thing with meditation. There's, there's like, you know, oh, meditate, 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 and, and people are like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't, you know, my thoughts won't stop. It, that's not the purpose. Right. The purpose is to realize that you're not your thoughts to where you get to a point where what's going on in your head and the way that you're feeling doesn't have control over your decision-making process anymore. You are your awareness. You are your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you are your power. So let's let's speak to that real quick because yeah. often you know and it's the same with me it's the same with any of us when when uh, I can't meditate because I just can't stop my thoughts yeah, well you're uh, not supposed to you, exactly but it's it's similar in the sense of like a say an anxiety issue or a panic attack where it just starts to ramp up because you're thinking about your thinking yeah you know and so it's once you do it enough it's not about stopping those thoughts it's about it's about being separating okay. yourself from them. Which is, you know, and I made this comment in episode seven when I talked about, like, you know, if you think you're your thoughts, like, what's the thing that can hear them? Right. Like, that's your awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose of, like, silent meditation. Well, not the whole purpose, but one of the benefits is being able to separate yourself from that. Because... When we're having a panic attack or anxiety attack, we are our thoughts. We are, we become that panic attack. There's no separation between our awareness and what we're experiencing. We're like so in it, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so scary. Yeah. Um, but if you can come to a solid understanding that you're not your thoughts or your feelings, and, and you can experience that awareness through a meditation practice— if you can do it, mm-hmm. if you can actually do it long enough to where you can sit there and you can be like, oh, holy crap, like, like I'm crazy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's a lot of thoughts. But there's also something that, that notices my craziness that's not crazy. Sure. That I can sit it's in. It's actually normal. Yeah, that I, that, I, that I can reside in while this craziness passes. Yeah. And that's, that's where we want to go. So, number one, research. Number two, begin some mindfulness and meditation practice. And number three is stick with it. Ah, there Keep we go. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Stay open. You yeah. know, if you find something that works, utilize it, but, but also, you know, keep it up for sale. Yeah. Because there may be something that, you know, you weren't aware of or you weren't ready for. It could be a total game changer. You got to be open. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. So research, practice, and consistency. So what would be some positive outcomes of these practices that well, we like could... you said, peace. Yeah, peace. Peace. And, and, and when we're operating from that state, you know... It, everything around us is going to become better. 
Yeah. You know, if you're operating out of peace, compassion, understanding, empathy, you're not going to do anything that's going to cause anybody else any type of pain. Yeah. You're going to be one of the things that helps transform that pain or comfort it. I love you, brother. Love you, man. This was fun. That was awesome. Thanks for uh, educating us. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests and are not a substitute for medical advice. If you feel like you may need professional help, here are some resources. For the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration hotline, call 1-800-662-4357 or visit smsa.gov. For listeners in the Charlotte, North Carolina community, visit dilworthcenter.org or call 704-372-6969 or visit theblanchardinstitute.com or call 704-288-1097.